Welcome everybody to the Jersey Swap Podcast. It's Sunday, January 3rd with two weeks of the NBA season already in the books. The guys and I will take a look at some of this week's NBA headlines. We're also going to take a look at some of the best and worst tattoos in sports in our sus or hard segment. And cap off the episode, the boys and I will be fantasy drafting our favorite sports moments of 2020. And if you haven't done so already, guys, be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Jersey Swap Podcast. So there's a lot of stories going on into the month of January, a lot of headlines going into this upcoming week of basketball. So, so, so guys, what were some of the headlines that stood out to you this week? Francis, we can start with you, man. So the headline I'm going to kick it off with is, are the Sixers and Suns for real? Huh. They're, they're at the top of the uh, the league right now at 5-1 and one as of this recording. Um, I think the Suns are playing the Clippers right now. But it's pretty surprising to most that those two are the two teams at the top right now. Um, so I'm asking you guys, is it uh, based off of an easy schedule or do you think they're uh, for real? I think the Sixers are for real. I think we're all really high on the Sixers going in, right? Except for Saran? I had them lower than the Raptors, yeah. Yeah, you were dissing them the first episode. I will. I was. I was. I think I had them in the same spot as Saran too. I think I had them in the sixth spot also. So like I wasn't like showing a lot of love, but... They're definitely exceeding our expectations for sure. They're also number one and two in like overall defense, like points wise, points again. So uh, I think Ben Simmons is like, I think is still underrated defensively. Like, I, like Philly fans just don't like him for some reason. I don't know why. Just because he can't shoot threes, apparently. But like he does everything else like really well. So um, yeah, I think Philly's off to a good start. The Suns, I like that even though Booker and Aiden haven't, really been playing to their potential like like you can tell book d book is still like finding his groove he's been turning the ball over like eight times a game like his shooting percentages aren't quite there just yet but that being said like Macal bridges i think has really stepped up he's gone like five games without one turnover <laughs> yeah going into like six this games six tonight's games. game zero turnovers and he's been shooting really efficient from three so, like, really blossoming into that 3 and D guy that they're looking for uh, out on the wing. And then Chris Paul, obviously doing what he does. Still at, what, 36? Is he 36? Yeah, 36, you know, yeah. I think. 36. Yeah, still doing what he does. One of the best One of the best in the game. Um, so, I think they'll definitely, both of them are playoff teams for sure. I don't know if they'll hold on to that first seed. That's, I mean, obviously too early to tell, but it's... It's a long season. Yeah, it's a long season, but... Um, definitely, I think playoff contenders come, uh, was it June? Are they doing the playoffs in June? I think or so, yeah. 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 I was going to say, I like the Jay Crowder signing too, man. I know he's he's a little bit one of those guys that like catches fire one game and then he doesn't, he puts up a goose egg the next game. But like that's another another veteran presence that, you know, recently just went to the finals as well too. And it's even crazier than that, that they even have guys that like Cameron Payne is getting a lot of run. Yeah. And he's like, and he's actually like contributing. Campaign. So it's like, it's literally, it's like a bunch of guys that it's a, it's a, it's a new guy every game. So it's like, it's a whole team effort and they're playing really well. So I'm impressed with what Phoenix has done so far. Yeah. Cam Johnson's been good as well. Uh, I got super Dario super back. Dario. Yeah. Dario Sarge. Yeah. I think their only um, L was to the Kings and it was a close one. And I, when I researched this, they're actually second in defensive rating right now yeah they're so that's kind of surprising defense well. wins championships yeah they're beating good teams they're beating the nuggets um and the mavs in the first Yo, game. nuggets are they good 
I'll get. I have. I, I'm gonna get into that a little bit later. Okay. 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 I won't steal your It could your be. It could be a slow start. <laughs> uh for the Sixers, the only L that they took was against the Cavs, and but that's are they bad? Embiid didn't play. The Cavs. Hey, don't sleep. Yeah, Sex the Cavs line? are bad. The Cavs uh, are bad. Yeah. Sex <laughs> Sex <laughs> but yo, Francis, read the rest of their schedule. It's a little sus. Like who they played already. I got it. I got you. It's okay. Yeah, I got you. Here. The Wizards, who started off slow, they got a win against the Knicks, loss against the Cavs. They beat the Raptors by seven. Obviously, um, we'll get into that later. Um, they beat the Magic, who are... Okay, I'll give them the Magic. That was a good win. And then they beat the Hornets, who are a bottom feeder of the East. So are they... Is it maybe a little inflated? They're beating who they're supposed to beat. So they're doing their job. So, I mean... yeah. Yeah, that's really... the important part. You gotta, yeah, you gotta beat those teams that, like, you gotta beat those teams like when you get the chance, because you never know how seeding is gonna be like come like before playoff when it could be like one or two games from like top or a bottom seed, mm-hmm. and and it's looking like the Raptors are one of those low seeds, so no, they they no. took care of, they took care of business. They beat the team that they yeah. needed to beat. So shout out Seth Curry. So, yeah, that's like the Raps. So when when like last couple years, every time I would look at the rap schedule, I'd be like, okay, this is a W, this is a W, and now it's like, it comes down to the game. This is an L. This is an L. This is so sad. <laughs> but Philly just seems like a complete team all in all. Seth Curry. Like balling. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't choose Ben Simmons as a defensive player of the year candidate. Yeah, we all He's solid on, on defensive end. Did he make um, an all defense team last year, like first a first team. or so? He made the first team, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, man. I think yeah. It's just people just see that he can't shoot, and it's like that's the thing. They just oh, they see that right away. Like he can't shoot, but like he does everything else. Let's see in the playoffs too. I feel like his weaknesses are like intensified in the playoffs. He's kind of got like the like you can you can game plan for yeah. him. Yeah, essentially, he still doesn't have the jump shot, so that messes up their offense every playoffs. It feels. And yeah, so I'll, I'll say it, wait till the playoffs. I'm I'm impressed with them. They beat my expectations, but five and one. Let's see. I still think they're like that fifth seed. I'll give them the. Fifth I seed. think they retooled their team to look like how they were like pre Butler. So they had Redick, Covington, and I think it was Saric, and they just replaced them with Curry, yeah, Danny Green, and Tobias Harris. So. Like it's just in a more and Dwight improved. Howard. Oh yeah, yeah. Can't fa- can't can't forget Dwight. Of course. <laughs> Shake Milton. Yeah, Shake Milton. He's really good. Tybal. He doesn't. He's not getting many minutes this year though. Yeah, that's the one thing I was surprised that he does. Like it's like Doc Rivers doesn't rate him or something. He was he was really <laughs> good last year. Yeah. Does he does he do vlogs still? I gotta see. <laughs> I remember he was doing them during the bubble. Yeah, in the bubble, he had to, he had pretty good vlogs. In fantasy last year, I was trying to, I would like look for steals. And Tybo would always yeah. be on the waiver wire. Zero, 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 one steal. <laughs> yeah. Or like three. Like, And he'll only play like 10 minutes. It's the Tony Snell line, but with a steal. I mean, if you're looking for that now, he won't give it to you, but he's available in our fantasy league right now. So I, I'm pretty sure he had a crazy, like, hi- like historically good steal per 36 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, so the second headline I have here is, who do you guys think are breakout candidates? Um, so I'm going to spit out some names and you guys rapid fire. Tell me yes or no. So first one, I'm going to go with B.I. Did he break out last year? Or you're trying, yeah. he's going to break out again from his previous breakout. It's another step this year. Like, as of what you've seen right now. Because for me with B.I., I think 
again, I think like I, what, what I said with Trey, it's kind of slowing down for him, the game. Like he's not, before it kind of seemed like he was tunnel vision and like looking to get his buckets quick early. Like now it looks like he's like the, he's letting the game come to him. So you're talking like, sorry, B.I., you're talking like all NBA caliber. Yeah, like, he, is he wins, taking yeah. the next step? I can see him making, like, a third team. Like, we saw it twice already when he played the Raptors. I kind of agree with Francis is saying. Like, before, it's like before he didn't know what he was he wanted to do with the basketball. I felt like he just wanted to just get the ball, shoot it right away, right? Now he's, like, using the entire, like, half court. He's driving when he has to. He's dishing it when he has to. And he's shooting it when he has to. So it's like, I feel like his game is more well-rounded now, too. Yeah, like they were saying that him and Zion wouldn't fit and mesh together, but it's looking like they've it's been working. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna need a list of like the forwards, like see, because like all NBA is what 15 spots. I don't know if he'll be able to sneak in, but I think he'll he's gonna have a few in his career. I don't know. If, I just don't know if it's this year. Uh, next one I have is CJ McCollum. Um, yo, he has the deepest. I would say after Kyrie, he has one of the best bags in the NBA. Like, <laughs> he just looks like he's, like, he, you know those NBA workouts you see yeah. in, um, during the summer workouts? He's doing the side sidesteps, step backs. I feel like that's what he does in the game. It's just so fun to watch. It is. See, my thing with him the last couple of years is I would see that stuff, and I'd be like, why is this guy not a 25 points for game score? And, like, I, I think maybe this year it's looking like he's becoming more aggressive. And it's making the Blazers better. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm looking at his numbers right now. He's actually, he's averaging 28 on the dot. So he's like right in that area, Francis. And then also too, like if he takes just like a little bit more assertiveness, like what he's doing this year, it just takes like more of a load off Damian Lillard, right? You don't need him to just do all the work, but it's nice that McCollum is putting up like similar numbers as well. Yeah. Yeah. Dame kind of had a slow start, so it's kind of good that McCollum's picked up the slack a little. As someone who has him in the third seed, it's good to see. But I think, like, CJ is... I think he is what he is at this point. Like, he's, you know he's going to score. You know he's going to put up buckets. Um, he's just been a little... He's just been more efficient coming out of the gates this year as opposed to the past. And I think he's had some injury issues before. So, um, he hasn't always been playing 100%. But if he can sustain this, then, yeah, like, my prediction will come to fruition. So that's what I'm hoping for. Has he been going to the line a lot? Because I remember that was one of the things that I, like, that one of the criticisms I had for him was, like, he had all these moves, but he wasn't going to the line. And that kind of yeah, he doesn't messes up your stats. That so. kind of messes up your stats. Yeah, like, I'm looking at it right now. He only goes to the line, like, like three times, two times, three times. Like, it's nothing too, yeah. like, crazy. Because a lot of his, like, when he does those, like, moves where he's in his bag, he's, like, you know, he's going to stay on that outside. He's going to shoot a jumper. I, he need, yeah. yeah, that'd be nice if he were to, like, incorporate that into, like, driving more, excuse me, driving more to the rim. Because then, then he'll get more uh, chances at the line for sure. He just puts up a lot of shots. Like, some nights he'll need, like, 30 shots to put up, like, 20. So I think, like, the points per game is kind of, like, I don't know how heavy you want to put yeah. stock into that. Like. I mean, if you're going to put up 40 shots a game, then, yeah, you're going to score. One of the games, it's a little bit inflated because the second game against, you know, remember that game they played against Houston where it was, yeah, like, it was just like, like fucking double overtime. Slow, like they, yeah. they were just like up and down. shooting the ball yeah. like crazy. He put up 44 that night. So, of course, it's a little bit higher because of that one game. 
Do you guys think uh, Dame and CJ are a little too redundant? Does that team need a little shake? They've been saying that for years. <laughs> yeah, they've been saying that. The for Mama's years. boys. We'll see. This is the most complete team they've had. Let's see how far yeah, they get. Their surrounding pieces are really good. I like them. Yeah. I'll give you guys a couple more. So this one is going to be the the Sexland boys. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> Two and one. <laughs> Yo, I'm buying in, bro. Like, I think they look... I don't know how the rest of that team will shake up, but, like, look at the they look their good. draft the last, like, three years. I think they've hit on all of their picks. Yeah. Sexton. Yeah. Le- looks like it's ending up to be a positive for the Cle- uh, Cleveland after they traded Kyrie. Huh. You wouldn't be saying that, like, yeah, three years true. ago, which is kind of crazy. And then Garland is coming into his own. Like, he was, like, what, 19 last year coming in? Yeah, he's super young. And then you got Okoro now uh this year i know he's injured but i mean he showed flashes in the preseason so i think like that's a team for the future uh in the east if they can hold it if like drummond stays um maybe find a few more wings like kevin porter jr showed flashes before you know he ran into chetty osmond, uh, chetty osmond. yeah lebron <laughs> james 2.0 don't forget <laughs> <laughs> he's had some good games yeah. too what about dante exum dante exum started <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he started like yesterday. Tank for Exum. Tank for Exum. Tank for Exum. Don't forget. <laughs> Yo, Cleveland's looking good. I, I, I'm buying it. Like, I don't think they're slowing down, guys. Like, I don't think this is a fluke or like a one-time thing. Yeah, one thing I noticed is, um, Garland was the two last year, if I, if I'm correct. This year but, at Sexton. Uh, at Sexton was the. Wa- yeah, Sexton was the the main ball handler, and I think this year it's kind of switched. The only thing is their size. I think size. Garland is like, the main they're ball handler. Too, like, tiny yeah, guards. they're small. But thing is, uh, uh, Sexton is a dog. Like he gets under. <laughs> like, in, he's probably like how, like a Bradley, Avery Bradley type. He does that thing where he gets into his like little his stance. stance. His like Dragon yeah. Ball Z stance. Yeah, it's like licking his lips <laughs> yeah. and like stomping his feet. <laughs> it's weird because you know when. You make a move on a guy. Like, if you bump him, usually most guys, like, they put their hands down, like, re- re- like reset themselves. He stays, <laughs> oh, like, sperm in that little... <laughs> yeah. He's welcoming it. And he's, he's got that look. It. He's welcoming it. He's like, Yo, come I on, let's that. go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to do that at basketball next year. I'm a, since I'm, like, one of the smaller guys, I'm not strong or anything like that. You know what? I'm just welcoming it. Just come in. Let's go. <laughs> Intimidation. <laughs> Mental game. Yeah. Sex, sex and changing the game. <laughs> I will say I'm I'm impressed. He like he's broken out. I I think um, yo he needs to get his assist numbers or is Garland like the primary ball handler? He's the primary ball handler. It's, it seems like okay. He's like well I like yeah I like Garland more than Sexton, but yo I'm happy for them. Yeah, they broke out. That's good. I like Garland's bag. He has like yeah crazy hezies. I think Kevin Love can be. I think Kevin Love can be a trade candidate. Yo, them, he's always a trade get, candidate. Like, but they just never trade him. Yeah, no one, why. no one wants. They just him, never. Bro. That contract is huge. That contract's huge. It is huge, but he can be a like a good contributor to like a contender. No. I think. I think he'd be like sick on a team like Portland or something, or like yeah, Portland or like a team that needs another score. Like let's say Boston, if they want to give up picks. Like if you send him to like one of those like contending teams, he's not gonna put up like twenty and twenty, but he'll be like a solid guy come playoffs for sure. Yeah, uh, I'll give you one last one. Uh, Julius Randle. <laughs> Mr. Triple yes Double. No. Yo. <laughs> Fantasy God. Fantasy God. <laughs> we were roasting him before the season started. 
<laughs> that's the thing when andrew picked him I'm, when andrew yeah. picked him up he was trying fantasy. to trade him yeah he was trying to trade him desperately now we look stupid for not it's not not trading for him <laughs> so what do you guys think uh, is it just a hot start he plays like yeah i think all these guys yeah, are no, hot, starts. hot starts we've seen these stretches from julius like it's not surprising um he has worked on his passing game like his assist numbers are a little bit higher than usual um but he just plays like bully ball in the like he just like plays like he's bigger than what he is, and like who who else are you, are you gonna go to in New York? Like R.J. Barrett is never consistent. Like who else is gonna score on that team? So like okay, like they're nice stats, but you know they're it's not winning basketball. So like Julius Randle is just whatever. I agree. I'm never. I haven't really been a Julius Randle fan. I, I think he looks funny when he plays. Like he looks like a little T T Rex. <laughs> yeah, he has short arms, Mister Short Arms. Yeah. <laughs> I had the top two teams just like uh, Francis did, but uh, I also had. Uh, I liked how the Pacers are looking. I think they're very much flying under the radar. Um, Turner and Sabonis. Uh, I don't know if this is a popular opinion, but solid. One of the best backcourts, if not, or if not backcourts, front courts. Front courts, yeah. If not the best front court in the league. Uh, people worried about their spacing. I know they've been worrying about that for years, but I think at this point, like Sabonis, you know, is the guy down low, and Turner has developed like a consistent three-point shooter. Actually, they can both shoot, so it doesn't like really matter. And like when you see him get buckets, it's like he is essentially their like more athletic, smaller Jokic. Every time Sabonis has the rock in the post, it's always four guys in the perimeter like from what i've seen yeah <laughs> like it's just like houston rockets basketball like where they it's like either a three or a layup so like the spacing is not an issue at all and i think they're gonna surpass expectations because like no one's really talking about the pacers but they got they got ballers man yeah they're, they're doing it with some injuries too i know tj warren is out they're still waiting on jeremy lamb who i think tore his acl was it last season or achilles it was something like that and Victor Oladipo is quietly having a good season too for them. And they have boring, like boring players, right? Like not, they don't have these like high flyers or like big name guys. It's just, it's just Indiana. Uh, I like Brogdon. Brogdon's been yeah, but really like no one gets excited well. about Brogdon. Like, yeah, yeah, he's solid. Too. I think he's solid. He is solid. He is solid. Brogdon was the reason why Milwaukee sucked last year. Like Brogdon killed us in the playoffs uh, two years ago, yeah. which is crazy. Like I thought they should have re-signed him over Bledsoe for sure. Yeah. And the other point I had was just, yeah. um, is the East more fun to watch than the West? Because I think so. Currently, I think it is right now at this point. Yeah. Like look at the West. Like no one's watching Memphis. Jaws out. Um, let me pull up the list right now. Lakers, Clippers. I still think. You know, you got to, I watch okay, sure. more Lakers. But games. like, who's watching? Thunder is going to, they're going to be the worst team in the league for sure. Um, Grizzlies, no one's watching the Warriors. Like, I mean, aside from Steph, who, who's really watching the Spurs? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, Timberwolves, like, come on, Town's not even playing right now. And like, D'Lo's not doing anything. Whereas in the East, like, you got the contenders that we have suspected uh, preseason. And then you got the quote unquote bottom dwellers who are, Supposedly, the Hornets, who have been fun because of LaMelo. Yeah, that is true. Uh, you I'll have the that. Wizards, who have been fun because of that backcourt. They're scoring, like, in bunches, even though they're 2-5. and five. 
Um, you've got the Raptors who we're all keeping oh, our eyes oh, on. He said it. Hey man, he said we're he homers. Said so like we're Peter Saran. You can't tell me you're not watching the Raptors. Bro. Down bad. You can't tell oh, me that hurts. You can't man, tell me. that hurts. And you look at Cleveland, four and two. Magic, four and two. Like these teams have been good, and they got players that they got like you know spotlight guys that I'm gonna you say just yeah. want to watch. I agree like, with you. I've been tuning into Charlotte Sh- games Chicago. just because of like Lamelo. Like I'll tune into Magic games just because I want to see how Markel is doing. Yo, the two games that uh, I I caught the fourth quarter of both of them. Yo, the Hawks, they're like it's and it's not just Trey Young. Um, DeAndre Hunter's taking a step. Cam Reddish has taken a step. So just watch out for those two. And then even uh, Kevin Herter had a good game last game. So hey, the Hawks are fun. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like the guys, the teams that we thought would be like at the top, like Milwaukee, Miami, Boston, like. Even Brooklyn, like they're they're like further down in the Eastern Conference right now, so it's been really fun to watch. I think part of it is because of the no fans though, and just like the, I know they're not traveling as much, but like home court just doesn't really back to backs that they're doing anything. Yeah, like Toronto's playing in Tampa Bay. Okay, like no other team can complain. <laughs> We cheer for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, this is a is this we, an expansion we, team. Like, we, we don't, we don't cheer for this? this expansion team. So when they come back to Toronto, then yeah, everything this, will get this back This year's a write-off. The Raptors aren't playing this year. <laughs> the Toronto Raptors. Honestly, just give playing. them that, yeah. I just want to add two things about Atlanta. One of them is what Saran said. DeAndre Hunter, I think, is like he's so good. And I'm like cheesed at myself because I had him in fantasy all of last year. And I decided not to hold on to him because Atlanta signed all those guys. So I'm kind of cheesed at that. And did you guys see that John Collins dunk? That was dirty. Oh, oh that Allen? was dirty. That like was he vicious. He cocked it back and he yammed on him. Oh, he chose violence that day, Saran. Yeah, shout out Jared Allen. You know, I love a like big man contesting his shit. I mean, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I love the I love it, but yo, John Collins, he destroyed him. Baptized yeah. him, John the Baptist. He's betting that's on himself. A, that's a sick nickname. <laughs> that's that's. Cool. Hey, do you guys remember that. his dunk contest? <laughs> airplane. <laughs> that that air that airplane dunk was hands down the best like dunk I've ever seen, bro. Like he had to take his. Remember he took. Remember the he took goggles. his goggles off because he couldn't see the airplane. Yo, Loki, that's like top five. <laughs> he took off a part like, of the top wing five too, presentation right? wise. Hands yeah. down, hands better down, than a that... Kia car, bro. <laughs> That dunk was one of the funniest things I've ever seen, bro. They hyped that up so hard, and he cl- they didn't he clip the wing, yeah. like he jumped and he clipped the he wing. Didn't he didn't even clear it, bro. But if he kept the goggles on, though, that'd be crazy. That would have been. He sick. took them off that last second. But... And the meme, the meme with um, with uh, Carmelo Anthony, where like this is the guy who was flying the plane. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's that too joke. funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those those are my uh, headliners. All right, so to kind of go off what you guys said, uh, I'm going to go with two regular season powerhouses that unfortunately are starting the season at one and four. So all four of us know the first team, and that's the Toronto Raptors. And the second team is the Denver Nuggets. So for the Raptors, it's hard to watch because it's the first time since 2012 2013 since they started the season off this bad one and four and that was the last time they didn't make the playoffs so i don't know if that's like something to look out for later but 
that's the last time they didn't make the playoffs when they started off this bad. And the Nuggets, so the Nuggets, as Francis and Enoch mentioned, they lost two games, one of them being to the Kings and one of them being to the Suns this past Friday. So both teams starting off one and four. Uh, now I'm going to ask you guys, do you guys think this is just, you know, early season, still adjusting? Do you think they're going to turn it around, hopefully soon or later? What do you guys think? Remind me who was the fourth loss. There was two to the Pelicans. So for the Raptors, the we lost to the Pelicans yeah. twice, to the Sixers, and we lost to San Antonio. Ah, uh, yeah. We want to get at least one on the Pelicans. Yeah, we had it. We had leads in all these games, too. We can't finish, yo. So what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Do you guys think... Do you guys think it, this is it? Like, I know it's only five games into the season, or do you guys still have faith that we can somewhat squeeze back into the playoff picture? I think we'll squeeze in. Like, we have one of the better coaches in the league, especially with adjustments. Um, I know it's, like, frustrating right now. Like, we have some, like, I guess, drama with Pascal getting suspended. Um, but I think they'll show kind of like their championship mentality that they had from two years ago and go on a mini run to get back into the contention. Yeah, it's a resilient bunch. I'm just like, I think the one thing that just stands out to me is I know Nick Nurse is like, he's like Francis said, the best at adjusting. He plays the matchup, but man, he keeps playing Stanley Johnson. I know I shouted him. <laughs> I know I shouted him out like an episode ago, but man, he's getting more minutes than Terrence Davis getting more minutes than Matt Thomas. Like Matt Thomas was one of the more consistent ones to start the season. He's getting no minutes and he's not playing DeAndre Bembry either. And then where does that fit McCall when he comes back too? So it's like someone's going to have to step up and it's just, it's hard to watch when a lot of the good players all play the same yeah. position. Like that's Our big rotation thing. is kind of whack right now. Our bigs are trash. Like if Boucher is your best big, like it's a, it's a problem. I'm like no they offense. They need to start Chris Boucher, man. He's he, so good. Yeah, I know, but he, he's better than Baines. But like, if he's your starter, like is that playoff team? Like he's still like really raw. Like I know he's old, but like he's still he plays like he plays like you can tell his skill set is still still raw. Like I don't think it's a he's polished enough to be a star, starting center for a. I think that's due in part because of his frame. Like he's still a little bit Just on the skinny you know, skinnier, <laughs> lankier side, which kind of hurts us like rebounding wise. Like he gets killed. Like Adams was killing him yesterday down low. Yeah, yeah. Baines has been disappointing. Yeah, Baines. Has Sorry, not Francis. Good. We were hyping him up for you to keep him in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm still up on them. I think they played Philly pretty well. It just um, the Pascal the Pascal debacle that kind of like derailed us. I don't know. I'm I still think they're okay. What do you guys think about Denver? It's a little bit harder to get a playoff spot in the West. What do you guys think? Do you think they come back? Yeah, I'm not worried about Denver. Is MPJ? Hurt? No, he's got he's on the COVID. Yeah, list. I'm not. I don't think. Oh, okay, okay. What is like a protocol, like uh, the seven day so, thing, yeah. or so it's not an injury thing. But um, I think they got like a little bit. Like, cause they lost Grant, obviously, but they've always been a good regular season team. So I had them at number two. Like, I'm not worried. Like, I'm more worried about the Raptors than I am about Denver. I think they'll get it together. Um, they just gotta get some stops. I mean, we know they can get buckets. So uh, we'll see if Will Barton can step up uh, coming off an injury plague season. 
Uh, who else they got on the bench? I mean, Millsap is still there. Monte, Monte Morris, Morris has been playing really well too. Monte Morris, yeah, yeah. he's always been under. They lost Tory Craig. I had no idea Malik he went Beasley. to the Bucks. Like Gary Harris has to like start doing something, man. This guy's <laughs> playing like 30, 36 yeah. minutes a game. I know he's like a def- like on defense, he's like average, but I mean, he's putting up that Tony Snell line, or he's he's coming close to it. So you don't want to put up that Tony Snell line, man. That's a yeah. dude down bad right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right and some uh just to go off some more headlines kind of similar to what francis did i'm not going to do rapid fire but just shout out a couple names that i think have been playing out of their mind to start the season on orlando terrence ross has been shooting the lights out he's um he's someone that yeah he's someone that I, like normally he's a microwave where he'll put up like 20 something points next game will put up zero next game will put up 17 next game will put up four but i know it's a small sample size he's been putting up numbers to start and they keep feeding him the ball, keep shooting at Terrence. So Terrence Ross is a notable name. Another one being John Wall on Houston. He only played two games, but he's showing that he's explosive as ever. And mm. he's still showing some good value. If you took him late in fantasy, I know a lot of people didn't weren't looking his way, but he's playing really well. And a couple other names include Christian Wood. Most improved as well. Shout out to Saran. That's my guy. That's a name that's actually coming up in a lot of trade talks in our fantasy league. So Christian Wood is one of them. Uh, Jeremy Grant on Detroit. Enoch's boy right there. He's starting to finally pick it up. He's a stat sheet stuffer doing it on literally both ends of the court. Colin Sexton we mentioned earlier. And lastly, I just want to shout out Jalen Brown as well too on Boston. He had 44 the other night and I think he had 31 today. So... Just a shout out to all the, just a shout out to all those guys because they've been playing out of their minds. Jeremy Grant is just funny to watch because he's like so reckless. <laughs> he just, yeah, he's like forcing himself into like thirty shots a game because he wants to be the guy, and like you know he's not, they're not gonna win any, they're not gonna win him any basketball games. But I mean, he got what he wanted, yeah. number one option. <laughs> he got the contract and he's getting the, the looks. Yeah, too he's now, just so kind of shout, running shout out, out there like a, like a wild turkey, like. Like just doing whatever like he wants, when, free reign. It's kind of like when we when we had Rondé Hollis Jefferson and and Hollis would like put his head down and then just run straight to the rim. <laughs> like it's kind of like that, but Jeremy Grant actually has he's got a three point shot. shot yeah, so he's, he's got, got a jump got shot. So that's the big difference. Uh, who's the alpha in Boston, Brown or Tatum? Oh man. Okay, so I still think it's Tatum's team, but Jalen Brown has just been playing out of his mind, and then that's also without Kemba Walker playing too. So that'll be yeah. interesting to see when Campbell Walker comes back, how to integrate all those guys. Also, quick shout-out to Peyton Pritchard again. That's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that Tatum is definitely the more skilled player, the better and the better talent between the two. But Jalen Brown's just a dog. Like He's like he's, balling. he's one of those guys that you know he's going to try hard um, defensively and yeah. offensively. Like Sometimes he'll have some cold games, but... Like, he, he just gets after it. That's what I like about him. So my, my thing for Tatum and Brown, the reason why I do like Brown more is because I, I think Tatum is, like, he's a number one guy. But can Tatum do, like, the like the backup? Or can he be, like, a second option kind of thing? kind of feel like Tatum's role is always going to be, like, a number one guy. And then is he the best number one guy in the league? Or, you know what I mean? But anyways, okay, so you guys... No, I, I, I kind of get what you're saying. Because <laughs> yeah. it's, like... Because I think it's also too, like I said, because Kemba's not playing. 
that's another person that they yeah. have to worry about. So I think teams are just game planning around those two guys, but more more towards mm-hmm. Tatum, of course. Like everybody knows he's a yeah. dangerous scorer, which is why I think Brown is just balling out of control because he's taking advantage of the opportunities when when Tatum is getting you know doubled stuff like that, right? Yeah, I think like I I've told you guys this comparison before, but coming into the league, I would compare like if you guys watch football, it's like DK Metcalf is Jason Tatum, like. He's like the shiny new toy. Like everyone's saying, oh, he's going to be the next great one. And then whereas Jalen Brown is like the Tyler Lockett guy. Um, up until now, like he's kind of been, I mean, like last year or year before, he was kind of been, it's kind of been like streaky. Not not as consistent, but this year he's really blossoming into that like alpha role. So it's going to be interesting to see because I think like if you want to be a championship contender, like we've seen in the past, right? Like, you know, Kyrie, LeBron, um Steph KD like you like it's good to have two alpha dogs like it's not a bad thing and I know they get along like well enough so like it's not going to be a locker room issue um Jalen Brown is also like one of those like off-court guys like he's like doing stuff for the community like great guy. yeah just a great guy so I don't think <laughs> like locker room drama will like be an issue for them or anything so it'll be. I, I know a lot of people have pegged the Celtics as uh, a team that has like their window has kind of kind of gone because like they're kind of an afterthought, given the fact that the rest of the league has improved and they lost Gordon Hayward, but uh, they might make some noise in the playoffs. I think that's why Tatum became an All Star last year. I think that's why the coaches picked him is because they game plan for him more than they do Brown, because I thought. Up until that that time where they chose um, the All Star reserves, I thought Jalen Brown was actually having a better season. And then it wasn't until after that is when Tatum started popping off. And I'm like, yeah. he should have been an All Star last year, I think. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Yeah. I think it's just name yeah. value too. Like you hear the Celtics or you watch the Celtics, and like the first player that comes to mind is obviously Tatum, right? But yeah, Jalen Brown is. We we saw it firsthand, like last year in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, we saw it firsthand. We saw it firsthand. Like, so that's why to kind of go off what Enoch said too. Like, there's definitely no issues between them two, but I don't think it will be an issue. But it, it'll just be interesting to see when Kemba comes back because you know how Kemba he's like back in Charlotte. Like that was his team. You know, Kemba he wants to take that last shot. Like he's always been that type of guy to you know like be that leader. So it'll be interesting to see who's gonna like take the head charge of those three players once Kemba comes back from. It. But I think Kemba's also like a good guy. So no, yeah, he's not a bad guy. He's a great guy for sure. It's just he doesn't complain, he doesn't complain he's not about that stuff. So it's it's just interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see just who will be you know like that guy to be the leader for those three or out of those three yeah. guys. I think he won like teammate of the year or something in Charlotte. A good guy. A, a couple years just in a great row. Guy. Yeah. This is a great guy. What a great guy. <laughs> hey Kemba, welcome to on the pod anytime, man. Anytime. You like good guys. I, I'll never forget that game-winning crossover he did to like win the champion, like that one Cardiac like title Kemba. in college. Yeah, Cardia. It was it was Yo, on that, that guy with crazy. the dreadlocks. Like Chris he had like dreadlocks. The Pittsburgh. And he Pittsburgh, dropped them. Yeah. Did you say Chris Copeland? <laughs> Chris Copeland. Like he looks like him. Shout out to the Knicks <laughs> yeah. tape. We should have like a good guy, good guy or bad, bad guy. guy. Oh. A, good, a good guy, bad guy segment, bro. My first pick. That's a good one. My first pick, actually. bro. Dennis Rodman, bro. <laughs> 
controversial. Wait, so we're back. back. Oh, bro, it's the uh, way the way that you want to look at it. Maybe how I'm feeling that day. We'll see, bro. <laughs> he rolls with some. He rolls with some North Koreans. And then <laughs> who will be my number two pick? James Harden. Well, he's promoted. Number three, uh, Daniel House Jr., bro. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not gonna say the I'm other. Not gonna one, say huh? the other one. <laughs> Leads the Raptors. Oh, sorry, who? Sorry, who? <laughs> I thought that was Kyle Lowry, bro. Doesn't Anyways. Kyle Lowry get a lot of charges, bro? Yeah, that's what we're saying. Yeah, that's Aaron Baines. Yeah, that's what we were saying. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think my mic was picking up something no. different. <laughs> we're talking about good guys, uh, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, that, that's all I had for my uh, headlines. So I had a bunch of players that really stood out, and the two teams that were really struggling to start the season. What about you, Saran? So I had three. Uh, two were more like Twitter-based and fun. But I think, uh, can we start with the Pascal benching? Mm. That was kind of a big headline. We kind of touched on the Raptors' start. Uh, the Pascal benching, so we think, okay, we don't think. They've been saying, they've alluded to, or like the Raptors have never actually said it's because of the benching, have they? I've been watching a they bunch just of interviews. They just kept saying internal, kind of like, like internal, internal. issue. Yeah. That's right. yeah, they just kept saying left internal. early or something. He left the game early. But that's, the, no, that's what we think, but he said they dealt with it internally. That's how they've always been answering the question. So do you think maybe he's done something else? Like how, like Alex Len had a quote saying there's been some like tensions in the locker room. Um, so maybe maybe there was like a little bit of yelling match. Pascal may have said something. Uh, okay, we're we're spreading rumors now. Huh? I don't know who my source That's how rumors are started, bro. <laughs> Sources say. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, do you guys just think it was just the leaving the bench early? Is that what we're buying? I think it was because that wasn't his first time doing it. I think he did it once in the playoffs also against Boston, I think. I might be wrong. I'm not, he like fouled, he fouled out, out yeah. and he just left. And I, I think that's just something that a lot of people look at as in a bad light. Remember, I think, didn't that happen with LeBron too? Yeah. Yeah, but that was like in the playoffs though. Like this is like a random. So I don't know, may, maybe because he's a repeat offender. I don't know if that like warrants a, like him not to play, but I'm not sure. I just keep seeing internal thing. Yeah. And then he's also had, like, a terrible start, I think, because... Do you think it's, it's his play, maybe? Do you think Nick Nurse would ever, like, bench him for his play? Or do you think it's just the off? I think mentally he's just not there. He's still in the bubble, bro. Because he fouled... He had, like, five straight fouls in the fourth quarter. quarter. It's just, yeah, like, it was stupid mistakes. Yeah. yeah, he's, like, mentally not there. But, yeah, that was one of the headlines. He's letting, he's letting the, like, the news and the drama get to him, it seems like. And in the bubble too, like it's like he's he's tw- checking Twitter, and seeing that people are calling him Luke Mabahute. <laughs> oh my but with god! OVO gear. <laughs> with OVO gear. OVO gear. <laughs> Yo, at least they didn't say like pops Mensa Bonsu. That, that would have hurt even more, bro. That would have hurt even more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Raptor great pops exactly. Mensa Exactly, that would have hurt even more, bro. <laughs> Yo, he's the GM of the the Knicks G League team now. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think I, no I saw that. Okay, so the Pascal benching was a headline. Also, I just saw some funny stuff on Twitter. Anthony Edwards, you guys see that interview he did with that lady and he was talking about his dog? Bro, that, guy's, that. that guy's so funny, bro. I think that when he said that he didn't love basketball and he wanted to be a football player, I actually now yeah. think that's a troll because of how, how he actually acts. Now I'm starting to see how he, see talks, how he right? is, yeah. So, like, he talks about he played every sport, he's going to be the best. Um, he did that thing where he's like, I bought, I bought fifth. I'm, that's oh, yeah, yeah. something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like full fifth, if you know, you know, or some, something along those lines. Um, and then he was talking about, uh, I saw this one video 
uh, he did it with Slam Magazine, and it's just like they're asking him about Cardi B, and he's like, "I like her, but not because she's pretty." And then someone in the back, him and his boys, are like, "You see this video of her twerking?" <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> so they showed him a video, and he's just with his boys. Uh, yeah, that was just funny. He's just like a very fun guy. I know there was some like downside to him, uh, saying he doesn't like basketball. He's kind of got a resume. He's got like outside shot for six man of the year. He's not starting in Minnesota. Fifteen two and almost two um terrible percentages we won't get into that he's a rookie um anything else i want to add yeah he's my dark horse he leads all rookies in scoring and he's got like outside shot for six men of the so year. you're switching up on wiseman already good pick good pick saran so that's what i i, no, I i'm saying I we had just... him as my rookie of the year too so good it seems yeah. like you're showing him <laughs> a lot pick. of love bro so you gotta show love you know we gotta give credit where credit is due I think because uh, we were also down on him, I felt nobody picked him. Like nobody even mentioned him on our first pod. I, about, I like, but, I oh wait, 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 except for Chris. I, I still don't think he's the best rookie. Like, <laughs> no, I, I agree, he's not the best rookie. But we gotta no, like Lamelo still has the highest. Lamelo <laughs> still has the highest ceiling. I said that from day one. But I've seen more hype for like Tyrese Halliburton, who I like. I like his game. Let me just say, but he's gotten more hype than like Wiseman. I know it's Minnesota. He's gotten more hype than Edwards, and I know it's Minnesota. Yeah, so that was just Anthony Edwards. I just wanted to talk about his videos. Uh, and then my final Twitter thing. I just saw it on Twitter, and I know I know who's doing this. It is um, like Steph Curry slander. Have you guys seen it on the timeline yeah, or anything yeah, on couple, Twitter? Uh, it's just a yeah, setup so they can be like, oh, then, LeBron James. Oh, he did it. Uh. Do you, I was just going to say, you know who's doing it? Yes. Braun Sexuals. Is that you, Can sir? I say that on the podcast? You got something to say, bro? That's no, no, wait, weird. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, how I'm do you know Curry? How do you aren't know you, Aren't you like a bronze sexual, sir? <laughs> like, I'm a closet bronze sexual. Anyways. <laughs> Can I say that on the podcast? Anyways. um, Yo, I just seen so much, like, they're trying to compare LeBron and Steph. Like, oh, LeBron never had help. They're just trying to, like, oh, they're being so annoying about it. I, I like Steph Curry. I admit I was a hater of Steph Curry, like, back in, like, the 2016, 17. I just felt like... Yo, that's because the NBA just kept pushing the Warriors onto us. And I'm just like, I'm sick and tired of this guy shimmying on everybody. You know, I was kind of a hater. But, yo, I'm kind of big fan of his game. The slander, we got to stop it. Let's not do it. Bronze sexuals yeah, were better than it. that. And that's... Maybe he's not, <laughs> not as great of a floor raiser as we thought. Like, he's a ceiling raiser more than a floor raiser. Do you agree? Yo, he's, he's looked bad, though. I can't lie. The first couple of games. I watched the, the Portland game. It hasn't looked game. bad, but to our expectations, I think it's it's lower than what Let's we see thought. tonight. I think they play the Blazers again. Yeah. Draymond's going to get a second um, game in. They Yo, Wiseman looks good. I think he tweaked his ankle, though, in that game. The Warriors, they could turn it around. I'm still a believer they got, I don't know, not playoffs. <laughs> like, I believe Steph is a better player than Harden, but... Do you think Harden makes the playoffs with this team? They look, they look good. I think he's a better floor good. raiser than than Steph, and I'm a fan of Steph. You got to define floor raiser for me. Like someone that him alone can can take you like further, can take you to the playoffs. For example, like Russell Westbrook, I think is a floor raiser because him alone can push you to the playoffs. But that's it. Like you can't, you know. He can't take you to yeah, the like promise Yeah, there's like to your game. I was just going to say like, because I saw this one meme about, or I'm not even sure if it's a meme, but it was a tweet where like Curry had like a towel on his head and then um, people were like captioning it. 
that they felt bad for Curry. Do you guys feel ba- do you guys feel yeah. bad though that the Warriors aren't playing well? Like I don't feel bad. Like they're just not winning. I don't feel bad about it, about it though. Like they've taken over the league for like the last 5 years. What's there to feel yeah, bad about? Yeah, I don't feel bad. Yeah, yo, I'm saying it's yeah. a setup. So like those LeBron lovers <laughs> can call it come out the Brown sexuals. And then they can make that comparison. Okay, can like, I just say in LeBron fandom, it's 1% of the <laughs> 1% is the Bron sexuals. And then you get the another ten percent who like retweet like their exactly. stuff. Exactly. So that's exactly. where the hate for. So um, <laughs> I'm just the 10%, pushing just, the narrative. Like no one ever said Steph Curry was better than LeBron James. Like Steph changed the game. Exactly. That's why. <laughs> but I'm... no one ever compared. No one said Steph Curry's the goat. So like, where's this conversation coming from? Yeah, they're stating the obvious, and the, like nobody's gonna say like LeBron's Curry's better than Le- LeBron. But it's just they're trying to make this narrative become like the villain, uh, like trying to like, oh LeBron never got this, and eh. they're being like babies about it. So. <laughs> yeah, tell your boys to stop. That's my little two cents on it. I'll yo, um, I'm gonna make the Jersey Swap podcast Twitter uh, <laughs> If this podcast doesn't work out, I'm just, I'm taking it over. <laughs> and those are my headlines. All right, so shifting gears a little bit here, we're gonna dive into our next segment here called Sus or Hard. It's pretty straightforward. The guys and I will look into things that we think are either sus or hard. And Saran's going to describe what those two words mean pretty much. So, uh, pretty straightforward. We give the boys some options of the tattoos that they've picked. So, they've all sent me options for what they would like to discuss as sus or hard with us. Only I know what they've picked. um, And I'll read them out to them. Uh, Sus is if the choice... We'll say sus if we think the tattoo is questionable. And we'll say hard if we think the tattoo's hard. We really feel it. We're feeling it. Um, yeah, so pretty much, let's jump into it. We've got choices all over sports. So we're going to do... I'll save the basketball ones for last. And then we're going to do a bunch of other sports of tattoos in the game that we think are sus and hard. I can't wait you do mine. I can't wait you to do mine. <laughs> I don't know the order I put it in, but I think you guys are mixed up. So I'll... Okay, let's see. Let's dig into it. First one, off the jump, Ezekiel Elliott. Feed me across the belly. <laughs> Sus or hard? Yo, if he had put up Dalvin Cook numbers this year, if he was a top three running back, that tag goes hard, AF, bro. And for him to show that yeah. after every TD, yo, that's that's hard. But given the fact he was trash this year, uh, I say sus. Yeah, because since he's not scoring touchdowns, like, what are you feeding him? You're not yeah, what are you feeding him? him? I only saw that tattoo show off, like, game week one, yo. Probably the only time he got into I the agree. end zone this year. <laughs> Someone explained this. I don't know how to explain this. Like, the look, you know, where it's placed and everything. Enoch, like Enoch, enlighten us. You're yo, the football like you guy. You feed the, the guy, guy in the stomach. What do you mean? And, like, Zika's known for that croc- uh, that look. He walked into his draft night with that look. <laughs> So for the listeners, if you're not into football, Ezekiel Elliott, running back for the Dallas Cowboys. Am I correct? Yes. Um, Yes. So he has this crop top look, which exposes his lower abdomen. And on that lower abdomen, he has feed me written across it. It goes very low, almost to the point where it's right on top of his. uh, It's like on his belly button. It's It's on his belly button. But it goes kind of low. Like it's like. Hey, it's ne- how do you explain like the genitalia area? <laughs> it's like near his crotch. Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say sus. 
Sus. I'm agree. <laughs> I think this is kind of sus. You know what? If it was Derrick Henry, it'd be yeah. Like... If you put up numbers, then yeah, you're sick. So we're going four four sus. So across on... the board, all sus. Four four sus, sus across. Because he he does the he does the crop top too, doesn't he? Derrick Henry, Who? yeah. But he he's allowed uh, to do that. He's allowed to Derek do whatever Henry. he wants. Yeah, he's allowed. That's imagine, getting, stiff arms everybody, right? imagine getting stiff armed and you look up and you see you see that tattoo just right above you. Like that's a double L. That's a double and like you L, see Derrick Henry's like big eyes, like you know those eyes that like he just, when he's running like he's his yeah eyes he's are, like, looking giant. at you he's, he's looking, looking at you, at you. he's <laughs> like really looking at you he's like looking at you he's like I'm gonna stiff arm the hell out of this man out of his body bro. Shout out to Josh Norman. All right, what's the next one, bro? All right, next one, next one. Moving on. Arthur Burok, a 40-year-old Polish goaltender for Legia Warsaw, Bro. a club based in Poland. So, let me show y'all what it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the one That's I found. So let me explain sus. it for the listeners. Let me explain that it. That is so sus. A monkey tattoo around his belly button. The monkey is doing, like, a mooning gesture uh, with his belly button acting as the anus of the monkey. Question for the oh, boys. That, that was sus or eye. hard? That is so. That is. Oh, bro. I thought it was like he was like covering his like peekaboo, but then like the eyeball is the belly button. <laughs> no. Thanks for the clarification, sir. Yo, he had to. He spent actual money on that. Like he actually went into the tattoo parlor and said, "Give me this." That's sauce, bro. I don't. Sus, I don't even want to look sus, at sus, it, sus, bro. Sus. It's in the same. It's the same placement as Ezekiel Elliott's. Too. Yeah. yeah, we got two. Imagine a combination. Imagine a combination of both of those tattoos. That would be. That would go so crazy, yeah. bro. Feed me. Is it just me? <laughs> Is it just me? It's not even. It's not even centered. Yeah, it's not centered. That's why I thought it was an eye. It looks like a tattoo you get done when you're drunk, and it's yeah, not like, like someone dares quality. you. Someone yeah. dares you. It's like, oh, yo, I, I bet you won't get get this tattooed. And he's like, no, I, I, I'll do it. And then that's what it looks like. So final votes, boys. Sus across the board. You don't even have to ask. Sus. Sus. <laughs> this, this is funny, though. No, it was jokes. <laughs> All right, here we go. A classic. Classic. Um, Mike Tyson, uh, his face tat, the tribal tattoo across his face. So this is one of the ones that I sent in. I think it's hard. I think Yeah, I think. Oh, I think all three of you guys sent it in. Don't quote me. I think <laughs> Oh, wow. All three of us? Yo, yeah, I said to all, Yo, too, Francis, yeah. yo, we're all... Let's get Lotto. We got to get Lotto tomorrow. <laughs> we got to get Lotto. I think it's hard. I think it's hard. I think it's hard because it's Mike Tyson. Like, only he can pull it off. He's, like, made that kind of, like, his trademark. Like, you... I think that was, like, the first guy to get, like, a face tattoo like that. Like that. And then it's, like... Now you see, like, all these people with face tattoos. I feel like he was, like, the one that started it. Mike... T- uh, Enoch? Uh yeah, I'm gonna go with hard. I mean, I was gonna say whatever you guys said, but like I don't want to agree so much. So I'm trying to think of a reason to say sus, but I don't know. It's Mike Tyson, like, yeah, yo, you might snuff yeah, me, it's bro. Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared of him. So, <laughs> what if he listens oh, yeah. to this? So, uh, yeah, I-, I rate you, Mike. <laughs> nice tattoo, bro. Yeah, I think it's hard too. We approve. So I think it's, it's hard. Tribal tattoo that represents warrior status. That's kind of hard. I did my research. Anyways, was he before before you scroll? Was he yeah. actively boxing with that tattoo, or did he get that like after he retired? I feel like that was after he retired. I think he got the tattoo in two thousand three. Yeah. So. Okay, because I was gonna say like if he had that tattoo while he was boxing, it would go even harder. Like I think that would just look he would look crazy. And then imagine him biting off that guy Evander Holyfield his ear, and he's got that tattoo. Like he would be 
like that would look so greasy. <laughs> uh, before the podcast, I was practicing my Mike Tyson Im- impersonation impression. I Uh-oh. can't do it right now. Mike, it. Mike, hey, Enoch. Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yo, bro, I'm so fucking done. Off the dome. Okay, let me try again. Let me try again. Uh, hey, Mike Tyson. Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, you did a list, bro. Enoch, Yo. you don't like my tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Anyways. it's kind of hard to do as well. I think it's a hard tattoo. I'm going hard. Yeah, that's hard. So, yeah, so yeah. four hards. Pause. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this might be this might be our best segment. Yeah. All right, here we go. Next one. You guys ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. J.R. Smith supreme tattoo across uh, his calf. Caused some controversy. Had was forced to cover it up for a couple games. What do you guys think? Sus or hard? Who wants to start? I think it's, I think it's overrated. Uh, like, I don't but, know, just Supreme in general. He could have got, like, a, a sleeve, like, a Supreme sleeve. Like, like not, like, a shooter sleeve or something. Like, you didn't have to get it tattooed on your leg. I thought it was hard when it came out because it was, it was up yes, then. Yes, I was going to say. And now it's, like, now everyone has it. Everyone, you know, it's kind of overhyped. So I will say it's sus now. It's like a, like brands come and go. So like it's it's kind of yeah. It's sus now. I'll say it's sus now. He has a better tattoo on his neck. He has that Young Money tattoo on his neck. Why MCMV? Why MCMV? Do you guys remember that when yeah. he was in the the Bedrock video? It was so random. Like he just showed up out of nowhere in the Bedrock video. That tattoo goes hard. This one. It's Wait, a does he? Sus. Does he have tattoos on his right arm now or no? Because I remember, I think it was him who said, oh, uh, he doesn't have tattoos on his right arm because it's for buckets. Don't kill me. He's like, no, who, he's like no, the Nick right Young arm said is for buckets. Too, and, oh, yeah, it was, was Nick it Young, Nick Young? Was okay. Young. I, I, <laughs> I rate that, though. That, I, rate, no I rate that quote. Right that quote is cool. I like that. I'm, I'm on the <laughs> fence about this one because I think at the time, like what Francis said, Supreme goes was like, like it was up. Now I heard, like, the box logos and stuff. Like, I even wanted, like, a box logo. But now it's just, like, I don't know if I'll wear that. Yeah. Like, it got bought by... Yeah. Didn't it get yeah, sold it got bought to, up. like, a big company? Really? It's got a mass produce, yo. Also, like, the hype beast. It's just all hype. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just all yeah. hype. So I'm gonna go sus. Next I'm gonna go one. sus with that one. Yeah, sus. Yeah, Are we just, going It's just sus? overrated. I'll go sus. I, mean, I wanna give it to, like, a... Sus. I wanna go 0.5 because it was hard at the time. I think it was kind of cool. Yeah, uh, I'll go. I'll go I'll, sus though uh, overall, cause like yo, the brand like the hype died down for Supreme a little bit. Let's see if it comes back. Last one. Oh wait, no, no. This is we got some more. Jason Terry. Two. There's two things to this. Do you want the story is hard, or I think we all know the Jason Jason Terry um the story and the tattoo. So they got he got the tattoo before the 2010 11 season, so it would have been year one of like the Heatles. He got the tattoo as motivation to. Uh, I guess like win a trophy and he followed through. So he got it before he he has Larry yeah. O'Brien trophy across his right bicep. He got it before the season started. So what do you guys think? Sus oh, that's hard? hard. It's hard because they want they want the chip. Yeah, it's hard. I was gonna say the story is hard, but this, this tattoo. Is kind <laughs> of good it's oh, like the way <laughs> to motivate yourself is kind of yeah. It's yeah. like yo, why it's would like you in a weird. It? It's like in a weird spot. Like I probably wouldn't get it on my fucking bicep <laughs> yeah. just like that. But like. 
you know what like man the story behind that and like they like that was probably the best like championship run yeah like that i can probably remember like the teams that the mavericks had to beat to get that trophy like was next level so like i think that makes it like both the tattoo and story even harder i can go hard but do you think it's cap that he got it before the season because i remember when he showed the the tattoo um it was during the playoffs he showed the tattoo during so the playoffs and then it wasn't till like a couple months ago he went onto the knuckleheads podcast mm-hmm. and he told or i don't know if it was him i think it was sean marion that was on the podcast who said that jason terry actually got it before the season oh damn i don't know then man so i don't wait, know wait, wait. that's before the season or yeah before the season like before the season started god damn oh before the next season or like the championship season before the championship season yeah that's hard bro yeah but they didn't show it until like no one saw it until the playoffs is what he's saying so i was like oh is it true even if it's like before the playoffs like i'd still think it's like it goes if you win then like you know no one can say anything to you yeah because you double it would be sus if he got that tattoo and they didn't win (laughs) like then it would be a little bit (laughs) sus i think it's hard yeah i'm gonna go hard then i think my first tattoo is gonna be for the jersey swap podcast what we should also get matching tattoos what do you guys think damn bro Yo, that's, that's, sus, bro. That's, sus. That's, that's sus that's sus that's sus we can cool. put it we can put it in the same spot where ezekiel elliott has his <laughs> right in the belly button <laughs> right on my belly like js pod but like the o is the belly button oh my god <laughs> next one stefan marbury um he's got a tattoo of his his brand logo across his across his head and i just realized that it's the number three i never re- saw that and he wears a number three. Stefan Marbury, a.k.a. Starbury. Sus or hard? I think it's hard. <laughs> I think it's... I want to say the placement of it, because he's bald. Yeah. It, it makes it sus. <laughs> but I I like this brand because he was putting out $14 sneakers, like ball shoes. Yeah. And I used to wear... I used to get them, like, when I was a kid. Did so, it for the like, kids. I, I mess I mess. You didn't get that. the stimmy check? <laughs> no i'm playing i'm playing he's like also one of the best like international players ever like not like in china like he, he had like one hell of a career when he like went overseas and now he's a head coach too i think so like if you're a head coach and you got a tattoo of your brand on your head i think that goes hard Yo, this guy runs the cba that's what i'm saying <laughs> i think it goes even harder because of what he did there did you watch a doc there's like a starry doc I think it's on Netflix. It's kind of sick. It's like talking about how he was like, he was getting depressed, and that's when he ate the Vaseline. Oh my god, like, I forgot about that. Stream. And then he found when he went to China, like that's when he found like happiness because like the fans embraced it. Yeah, he's like a legend. He's like I a legend so there now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's hard. <laughs> and Stefan Stefan Marbury was someone that like we grew up like he was like in our era of like when we yeah. first kind of like started watching basketball i remember when he got traded from what was it new jersey to phoenix for kid back in like 2001 i remember that's when i like first started watching basketball he was like on the eastern conference all-star team in 2001 and him and kobe were trading buckets in the fourth quarter like back to back and i was like who's this bald guy this guy's sick so shout out to stefan marbury yeah 
this one i like i'm on the fence about <laughs> like yeah me too uh like i like it i'm that, gonna say sus I, I like it that he like rips hard for his own brand and like it's just in a weird spot like, though. yeah it's yeah. a weird spot and <laughs> i mean like you're also bald so you can't even cover it up like if you like yeah you wake up one you're like oh i'm not feeling this look and you just like grow your hair out so you can't hide it um yeah uh I, i'm gonna go sus just because of where it's at like yeah i can see that head. i can see that but I, I like that he reps hard for his brand like and like he's obviously made made something out of it so good on yeah him. for everything starberry stands for like cheap shoes and everything i rate that i'm, I'm gonna go i'm gonna go hard i'm gonna go hard it's like yo like what if michael jordan have had a jordan tattoo on his bald head <laughs> yeah yeah that's us <laughs> yeah like what if michael jordan had like this is our second last one mike scott's emoji mike scott. tattoo <laughs> so yeah basically mike scott he really loves emojis because he says that's his personality that he always uses them while he texts and he has a bunch of them across his arm up to his neck He's got the lips on his neck, and I just found it funny. The first one he got was the purple demon tattoo, and that is my favorite emoji as well. So, boys, <laughs> one sus demon to or another. Heart. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's sus. <laughs> like, does he get an update? Like, when there's new emojis, <laughs> yeah. does he like get more? Ta- does he just get more tattoos? Yo, what if he like... got like the Android emojis, <laughs> bro? <laughs> Some... Like, does is there like a reason why he has it, or he's just like he loves emojis? Is that it? Like yeah, he just loves so them? I, I was reading. He just loves emojis, and he's like, "Oh, this is my personality. I like them. I use them a lot." So he just got some of the randomest emojis on here, like Bro, the couple talking. I'm like, Come the couple on talking. There's a shy uh, monkey. Oh, that's Silva's. That's, oh, that's <laughs> yeah, Andrew that's Silva. <laughs> the nerd. Uh, there's an angry. A rocket ship. Yeah, taken taken on his right, like bicep. Like where the, like by his forearm, he has the two girls kissing. <laughs> emoji. Oh, it's two girls. I thought it was the couple. Don't kill me. <laughs> that emoji. He's got the ghost. He's got the ghost one right under yeah. it too. The Snapchat looking ghost. Yeah, I'm gonna say sus too for this one. I'm gonna say sus. You know the thing is though, Mike sus. Mike Scott like he's gonna hear us like the, in this podcast oh, yeah. and he, and he kills us every time we play him. Like it doesn't matter what team Mike Scott plays for. Whether it be Clippers, Washington, Atlanta, Philadelphia, whenever Raptor he plays killer. against the Raptors, he just goes off. Mm. So I think we're just yeah. like si- signing our own like loss here by roasting him, but it's still it's sus, worth it. So <laughs> still sus. It's Mike Scott. Not he's kind of scary too. He's scary looking. Uh, he's a scary looking guy. Hey, if he was lining up next to me and we're on the court, I'd be kind of scared. <laughs> I don't care if he's got that couple kissing emoji or like the the monkey emoji. <laughs> The monkey emoji. <laughs> so poor susses. Now I think we're go- into our last one. Okay, so this is the one I I picked. Devonte Green, former Indiana oh, Hoosier. Oh, that's hard, bro. He has the infinite ammo cheat code across his the back of his left arm. Um, so the infinite ammo ammo cheat code from San Andreas. Oh, I guess symbolize he's a. He's a shooter. That's kind of hard. What do you guys? He's a cheat, he's code. A cheat code. Yeah. 
Isn't that Danny Green's brother? Yeah, yeah. it's Danny Green's brother. I think it, I think it goes hard because I growing up playing GTA, I would always use that cheat code. Like so, that's like a nostalgic thing too. Shoot or shoot. That goes hard. That one was hard. He's playing in Greece right now, so and he, I think he might have played with OG, which is kind of cool. All right, so that wraps up our first ever sus or hard segment. Today was, you know, sport tattoos. And we'll see what the next one is. This one was definitely one of the funnier segments that we had. All right, so moving into the last segment of our episode, it is time for our fantasy draft. And because this episode is happening in the new year, 2020 was definitely a year to forget that, you know, it was tough on for everybody, but it still had its memorable moments, especially with sports a lot of things happening throughout the year and sports was one of the highlights you know it brought people back together especially when we needed it the most so with that being said we're going to be drafting our favorite sport moments of 2020 i have the name generator order i promise this is the first go i'm not give me first rigged i'm not doing it again i feel like the one i want to pick is going to be three two one Enoch, yes. Chris, Francis, Saran. God damn it. I, I feel like, Enoch, I feel like you have what I have. So I'm kind of nervous. This is like, an easy so one. Com- it's so easy. Okay. See, that's why I feel like <laughs> I, I, what you have is exactly what I have. So th- like we do in our regular fantasy drafts, we're going to be doing this in snake order. So Enoch starts, me, Francis, Saran, and then we go snake with Saran with the back-to-back pick. All right. Take it away, Enoch. What you got, bro? Wait, bef- Enoch, before you start, remember, folks, to go vote on our Twitter poll. Um, last week we we tallied a total of eight votes, and I won <laughs> by a slight margin of thirty seven percent of the votes. For he didn't watch, he didn't even watch, watch the Love video. Actually, he didn't even watch <laughs> the Love movie. Actually, so uh, tell it to the judge. Who who came in second and third? Like what was what was the who was? So we have eight. We had eight total votes. Like eight people voted. Um, so thirty seven percent. I think the split would have been three two two one. Yeah, I think Chris yeah. and Chris and Francis were tied. Yeah, Chris and, and Francis tied, and then y'all you know, just haters on Polar Express, yo. That's why you're going right. first right now. <laughs> y'all just hating on Polar <laughs> Express. T- he, he didn't even watch Love Actually. There's an asterisk beside yeah, that. Yeah, so I didn't even watch Love Actually. He didn't even watch it. You know, Francis didn't even vote for Love Actually, but Francis took the time to actually watch the movie. Yo, you know, what, you guys want me to watch it? Is that your problem? There's, there's no dedication <laughs> yes. there with those picks, man. It's oh, like when bro. the Raptors drafted Bruno. How did they have oh information God. on him? Fraudulent votes, yo. Okay. <laughs> All right. Enoch, who my you got one. with your first pick? Uh, I have a very short list, so I'm hoping you guys don't pick anyone on my list because obviously tough year for, you know, abnormal year for sports. So not as many moments as we would have usually liked um, given a normal year. But anyways, I have, the first one I think is all on your list. Uh, Clippers getting bounced <laughs> with the in the third round. <laughs> That is my favorite, hands down moment of 2020. Watching Paul George, the moment Paul George bricked that shot, the side of the backboard. I, I, was, t- about, I, texted I was about you guys. to say. I was, like, Yo, I was about to say. Like he just, shot that with confidence too, and he clanked it off the top of the glass. It's not even that they blew three one lead. It's like the fact that what was it game four or five? They were up like 17 or something, yeah. or like 20, and just to watch that meltdown happen live and then the twitter explosion that happened after that was crazy like the memes that came out especially during a pandemic when like we need we need that kind of content to like cheer us up like yo that was sick 
Like all the memes on Doc Rivers, Paul George. That was sick. Shout out to the Clippers, man. So you're going with the Clippers losing their three one lead. That, was your, that not your first your, one? Your that number one first, that, your number one, number one sport. Your number Bro. one sport <laughs> sport moment. That, my that's favorite my moment of twenty twenty. Okay, okay. I ha- actually had that. That was my number two. <laughs> so it was close. So it's me next. So my favorite sport moment of 2020 i'm gonna look at it as a whole but the nba bubble was definitely my favorite sport moment because like there was so much uncertainty we didn't know if the nba was coming back i remember i still remember when rudy gobert was you know the first player to get covid and then the league got shut down literally like two hours after that so we didn't know if basketball was even coming back and the nba did I think the best job with regards to the bubble and with regards to like player safety and just for some reason, the basketball during the bubble was just so much better than what we're seeing now. So I'm going to go with the NBA bubble as my favorite NBA or favorite sport moment of 2020. Good pick. Damn, you just like covered like a, a whole yeah. like, NBA. Yo, we just <laughs> covered like, okay. the whole... yeah, I because I now. thought we, I thought we were just doing NBA moments and then Francis said sport moments. So I'm like, okay, this is a sporting, <laughs> this is a momentous okay, okay, sporting oh, yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, coming, so you know what? I'm going to go NBA bubble. But with what you said, that's like uh, the best subheading moment within my favorite moment. The Clippers, the Clippers <laughs> losing that lead was the best thing that I, we definitely saw during the bubble. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that was my clarification. I could still say a specific moment in the bubble. Yes. No, yeah, okay. you can still say it. Okay, cool. Francis, it's on you, bro. But I agree. That was a good pick, Chris. Thanks, man. So this one's going to be a weird pick because it's not something that I wanted to happen. All right, I don't think anyone wanted it to happen, but I'm going to say not not Kobe's death, but the world's reaction to it. So I'm a big Kobe fan. Like when I heard it, I was like distraught. Like I, it, it killed my day and like he taught me a lot growing up. And just like inspired me a lot. He was like my hero. I even got a tattoo, a Kobe tattoo, to commemorate him. But yeah, like Kobe, the 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 reaction that the world had, it kind of, I think it kind of brought the basketball world and community together. And then on top of that, like the Lakers winning is kind of like the cherry on top. Um, I'm gonna pick that one as my favorite moment. It sounds weird to say, but it's like a memorable, like it's the tribute to Kobe yeah. that happened afterwards, and like it's just one of those like where were you when moments. Like I was sitting at St. Louis, chowing on on some wings, and then like my friend across the table is like, "Yo, Kobe died," and like I saw it like on TMZ. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, that's cap. Like no way, that's TMZ. Yeah. Like no, I can't yeah. believe it. everyone. Everyone was no like, way. "No, that that." And then no they way. did that 24 se- second thing like. To a few hours after it was yeah the same day when they were playing same the day game. yo the I, I, cri- it, yeah. I cried when I cried when that happened bro it was the it was the Raptors versus Spurs they were the first team to play after the news and it like it was such a damper too because I remember I was at work and it was you guys that was like you guys were the ones that told me and obviously at work I had to go back and forth between the floor and then go back to the stock room look at my phone so it was like it didn't seem real you know what I mean because it's like Kobe Bryant yeah. like. He was literally like courtside when LeBron passed him like two days before, in the scoring uh, scoring title or whatever. So it was just like, yeah, it was just so crazy because he's someone I always I've been saying this a lot in the podcast like for when we were growing up like he was, 
like a name that we grew up on right so it was like that was definitely sad that that happened but like it definitely brought like everybody together yeah and it puts your life into just perspective because like just the way he uh played and lived his life yeah it's like he it's like he dedicated his uh himself to his craft and it's like you gotta go hard like every day that you got kind of you would think he's like superhuman right like you wouldn't think he'd be the guy and then even like what he was trying to do for women basketball as well too like the mamba academy with like his daughter and then her teammates and then just like how he was influencing like even like who's that girl on new york uh sabrina i forgot her inescu she's like she's nasty like the fact that he like it wasn't even just him but like even his daughter like they inspired people who even didn't even play basketball who weren't even thinking of playing basketball as well so he's he's definitely missed bro kobe bryant rest in peace man Saran, you got the two back-to-back picks, and then Francis right after. Okay, so I'm going to go... We've done three basketball ones. So I'll round out the f- my first round with the basketball pick. Can I say the entire... Okay, uh, OG Ananobi's buzzer beater and the Raptors-Boston pl- uh, playoff series. That was a really tightly contested series. Um, Obviously, you guys took... There were a few blowouts, though. It was two blowouts, yeah. And then game yeah. five, was it game five? Game five, the Raptors got blown out, yeah. No, wait, game two, it was close, but then remember Marcus Smart went on a little run? He went crazy. Those four threes or something, yeah. yeah, five threes. Five threes. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. No. Game one three, of the, yeah, go didn't ahead. Didn't the Raptors ahead. blow them out one of the games, though? No, nah, all our or wins were close. Top they were hard close? Fought. Cause game two, game three, sorry, was the OG buzzer beater. Game four, we grinded it out. Game five, we got blown out. Game six, Kyle Lowry double Kyle overtime. Kyle Lowry went crazy, oh, yeah. Was it double crazy. overtime or overtime? I don't remember. But I just that remember the reaction, the, yeah. That was the Kyle Lowry-Norman Powell game. I remember. Norm yeah. went, Norm oh, went yeah. absolutely yeah, Norm wild. Went crazy. He went crazy in overtime. Um, yeah, I just like that Twitter moment where it felt like Kyle Lowry was getting his um, his respects. It was like, there was like players tweeting about like, K-Lo, K-Lo this, taking charges, just being Kyle Lowry. One of my favorite Kyle Lowry games. That was, I think, the one that solidified Kyle Lowry, I think, as, like, the best Raptor. I think that game, yeah. like, okay, obviously his performance in game six when we won the championship, mm-hmm. like, he started what, like, he scored the first 11 points. Yeah. But that game, like, he actually, obviously we just said Norm, but Lowry, like, literally put the team, Greg Jennings, he put the <laughs> team on his back. <laughs> he literally put the team on his back and he <laughs> splashed in that game. Shout out to Kyle, man. Yeah, I I enjoyed that series because it showed our resiliency. Like, it showed the heart of a champion, that series. Like, I remember the first two two games after we lost, when we were down 0-2, I was like, like, yeah, the series done. And then they go and come back and, what, they tie it 2-2? Yeah. Were we, didn't we watch the the buzzer beers together? Yeah, Enoch and I were at your place. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, that was uh, following safety protocols, of course. Oh yeah, following safety protocols. There was less than ten people yes. in my house. Don't arrest us. The iconic tweet. I mean, uh, quote after yeah. the game. I, I don't shoot, shoot to, to miss. miss. That was so hard. I think that's your Twitter picture right now. Still. Yeah, it is. Yo, yeah. It is. I gotta change. That's your it. Twitter picture still. So, are you gonna go with the entire just Raptor Celtics? Can I say um, the entire series? Let me. Yeah. Let me show that was that. a good. That was probably obviously because it was the Raptors. I think it was probably yeah. one of the more entertaining ones mm-hmm. um, in the playoffs last yeah. year. You got another pick right here, bro. 
I'm going to go for my second pick. I'm going to go with the, the Leafs. Game four of their playing round. They were down 3 nothing in the third, and they came back to win 4-3 in overtime on an Austin Matthews snipe. But uh, la- their tying goal came in 51 seconds by Zach Hyman. <laughs> This is what happens when we start bringing in other sports into a basketball yeah. podcast. So that was uh, the hockey segment by Saran, uh, brought to you by Budweiser. Don't worry, Saran, that was a good... Flavor. Saran, you know what? Good pick, bro. Thank None you. of us had that on yeah, our board, yeah. so good pick. I'm going to get uh, the entire NHL vote of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to get votes. Trying to get votes he's, gonna get, he's trying to get votes from the, F- the FTBs, from the Furda boys. <laughs> the Furda, Furda. <laughs> from the Furdas. All right, so who's <laughs> next? So Surat has the double pick. It's Francis again with your next pick, bro. Um, my next pick is gonna be the NBA All Star Game. Good pick. That was uh, that's a good pick, bro. And like, I remember when they announced the rules, I was like, this this kind of whack. Oh, yeah, that was this year or last year. Yeah, because what the first the twenty four right at the end of the fourth. Well, it was like that, right? Like, whoever gets to 24, and if you're down, you have to get... The difference, yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the difference plus 24 or something like that, right? Um, Like, I remember when it was announced, like, I thought it was going to be I didn't even get the rules, whack. Yeah. But it became, like, it was so fun to watch. Like, it made, like, the All-Star game worth watching again. And everyone was actually competitive. Um, The kids, they uh, they got, like their hundred thousand or whatever uh for every quarter that that like the team won um i thought that was cool like the last couple minutes of that all-star game was just intense and like when do you see people draw charges yeah he took two charges man yeah the only thing i didn't like even though i i wanted um like uh team lebron to win I didn't like how it ended with the free throw. That was the only thing. That's my only criticism. But overall, the All-Star game was so sick. Yeah. It was probably the most competitive All-Star game that they've had in, like, God knows how long. In recent memory, I can only think of that one time that Kobe blocked LeBron. I want to say 2012. Do you remember that on the final possession? Oh, I remember that one, yeah. Where LeBron passed it off. Yeah. Who won the dunk contest that weekend? Or, or this 2020 Ooh. weekend, who won? Uh, Derek Jones. Derek Remember, Jones. it was uh, we were at we were at Mike's house. We Dwayne were at Mike's Wade. House. <laughs> That's Dwight and Howard Wade. did the. Yeah, yeah, he did your that favorite was this year, bro. <laughs> That's that was crazy. this year. Last that year. was last take year that take that in though. Year, that was like right before COVID hit. Yeah. Like I think that was Literally. the last time we were all together, minus the cottage. That was I think the last time we. Like we were all like together, where there wasn't like a restriction. Take that in. That's crazy. Like this is random, but I'm looking at the scores right now, and I think Steph heard us 45 points in 30 minutes right now. Let's go. That's my MVP and right there. Beating the Blazers. That's my MVP right there. Yeah, who's the better floor raiser, Francis? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I'm a Steph fan, so side note. I, I yeah. was just if we're talking. Where, where, how's how's the bronze sexual Twitter? No, I'm talking about Zach you may want to Levine check in on Twitter. Yeah, he has 38 right now. All right, so Francis, you're going to go with the NBA All-Star Game as your number two pick. All right, so with my second pick, I'm going to switch it over. I'm going to switch sports for this one. We all hopped on the bandwagon. You know what? I don't care. I'm, I'm proud to say it. I'm going to say Dodgers winning the pennant. <laughs> 
I think it was just because, too, at the time, like, there was nothing else to watch. There I, there was no basketball during – or was there basketball during this? No. No. Uh, no, so there was no yeah. basketball during this. It so just, uh, just fin- October, I think it just right? en- so I think it just, just ended. So, yeah, it just ended. Like, the NBA playoffs just ended. So, I was looking for, you know, that sport itch to watch. And you know what? Especially with all that shit that happened with Houston cheating, I think it made that Dodgers win just even better. I know, obviously, I'm not a Lakers. I'm not a Dodgers, like, diehard. I'm, I'm actually not even that big of a fan. But seeing Clayton Kershaw finally get that, you know, championship – that was nice to see, especially because Bear people were talking shit about him for the longest time. Also, too, because Bear people talk shit about you, Darvish. I know he, he wasn't on that team, but Bear people talk shit about you, Darvish, and he got dealt out of L.A. So it's nice seeing them finally win after that whole Houston stuff. So I'm going to go Dodgers winning the pennant. Also, we all have Dodgers hats, too. So yeah, that's true. We, we're fans. <laughs> we all have Dodgers hats. And Saran has the best one, I think. <laughs> no, my The only time I'll cheer for an L.A. team. <laughs> Yeah, it was also nice, the City of Champions, because, like, Lakers literally won maybe, like, a couple weeks before. Controversy, though, in the last game, though. Remember the Blake, was his name Blake Snell? They took him out. Oh, yeah. Oh, Blake Snell, they took him out. And then there was even that controversy after with uh, Turner. Oh, He got yeah. tested po- positive oh, for COVID. COVID. Oh, yeah. And then he Came went out and celebrated anyway. He YOLO'd it. So like kissing there his was wife. Co- kissing his wife. Hand. He was dapping everybody up, and he just got COVID, like, two innings before that but <laughs> i think it was long overdue just because of all that shit that happened with houston so i'm gonna go with the dodgers winning the pennant that was a long time coming like five years of being in heavy contention oh but we've been so fans we've been fans though yeah yeah yeah, yeah i know i mean like, uh, just for just saying for the ones who are not fans like yeah we know <laughs> eric like, what's what's that canadian the canadian closer eric gagne yeah. yeah, eric gagne hideo, hideo nomo hideo nomo you know we've been fans man we when manny ramirez went there we were matt on that kemp. too bro don't worry matt kemp yo matt kurt kemp? gibson yo you guys know kurt gibson uh jack man. jackie robinson <laughs> jackie robinson we've been fans <laughs> come on yeah, man. First Come black on. MLB player. If you didn't we were know, guys. we were there at that. We saw that game live, bro. Yeah, like we've Dodgers. been fans, man. So <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Dodgers winning the pennant as my second pick. Enoch, so do I you, got the back to back? Enoch, oh, you got the back to back. A few for your second and say. third pick. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, I have. Okay, let's go with football because we haven't done a football one. Um, I've got the Patriots dynasty ending uh, with the against the Tennessee Titans in the playoffs. We were at the Blue Mountain Cottage when this happened. So this happened like right after I got that speeding ticket. So this was like a feel good moment <laughs> for me. I was like, I yes, was well, like at least there's this kind of moment. Um, also, side note, uh, you can also plug in uh, just as an honorable mention, since we're on the Tennessee Titans, every single Derrick Henry stiff arm was a memorable moment in 2020 Actual. From, from Earl Thomas to Josh Norman, Josh Norman. to the guy Josh that Norman. was on the Lions, which I think that was like the rudest one. Like you can, you can hear the slap in the helmet. Was it Slay? He Who like did just he... clocked him. Like he looked him in the eye with those big eyes and was like, yo, I'm going to get Who you. Who did he step arm? Slay? Uh, no, no, no. Was it wasn't it? Slay. Slay is not on the Lions. Oh, was he's like on some the random guy. Eagles now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some random Lions corner. So every single Derek Henry stiff arm. I think the Josh Norman one was my favorite because Josh Norman yeah. was like he was like he was hunting him down like he 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 knew it was a run play and he went to the outside Josh Norman 
and like i was like oh this this shit's about to hit the fan right here <laughs> and like you didn't hear it like that detroit one but bro enoch what made it you even cooler it. was that you you saw it and josh norman's dreads were flying in the air <laughs> when he stiff armed him and I, I remember Enoch. Do you remember in our group chat, you and me tried texting it at the same time. Yeah. We're like, hey, "Did you guys see that like, Josh Norman? Did you guys see that Josh Norman?" And then Saran was still watching Saints versus Chargers. <laughs> oh, yeah, Saran was still on Bucks. Hey. <laughs> Yo, don't expose the link. So, yeah, sorry, so Enoch, sorry. were those your two? Are those two separate picks? That, that was like, going? yeah. I just wanted to throw that in there. So that was so Pat's dynasty ending. I want to see like you know Brady finally. Like out of the AFC picture as a as a Colts fan, it was good to see. Um, so, but I, I don't care about the Pats. I hate Boston sports, but I hate especially the Patriots. <laughs> so I, I know I'm not gonna get the votes of the Patriot uh, listeners, like Patriot fans. But like whatever, that's okay. I don't care about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so that that is the way that that wraps up all your picks. So you. Go, oh wait, no. Derek. Oh yeah, no. That was my. That was my oh, mind. I have the back to back, right? Yeah, you have the back to back. That's why I have the back to back. Oh okay, okay, okay. I'll go. Okay, so yeah, so that was one, and then I'll go. Um, got two of them here, but let's just talk about our boy again. We haven't mentioned him today, Mr. Young, Mr. Trey. Oh, Uh-oh. what did he do? So, <laughs> what? Uh, my number three moment was when he tried to nutmeg. Trevor Yo, <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> and and the son just wasn't having it. Oh no, it was just funny. Like it yeah, was like, and then Trey was like, "Oh, okay, okay, sorry, sorry." Like, cause it was that moment. It was one of those like come like welcome to the NBA moments. Even though he was like a sophomore, he was like, "Yo, like, you can't don't do be that. doing that. I can't do be doing it's, that." It, no, see, bro. you know what? You know, Matthew said it's easy to pick on players or do like all that stuff when they're around your height. <laughs> like you know all that stuff with yeah, Grayson like Allen. Yeah, it's fun when you're in Oklahoma. Exactly, all that stuff with Grayson Allen. You know the thing that he did to Trey or to John Morant when he did the the small thing. Yeah. But when you start doing it to players bigger than you, it's all of a sudden old. No, okay. Game. Let me let me add. Let me add. Da like, I know because the, the, the time he did this one, it was like the 15th time. So I know like by because like he knows he's getting clout by yeah. like, doing the nutmeg. So like I know he plans this before like pregame. Like he doesn't <laughs> do it like because it's spontaneous. Like because he has to make that move. Like he does it. Blasphemous. Like no, it's not. Like you know it's true, Saran. He plan he pre-plans it like somewhat. I think, I think it's reactionary. I think I think he does. I don't think he's reactionary. I think he. I think he does because he does it on the, in the transition. No, he's got a nasty he handle. Like he could do that. Like in the moment. No, but like I like after a few times, it's like okay, like it's cool. But you know, if you keep doing it, then it's kind of like you know. I, I think he goes into games thinking about it. Is what I'm saying. No. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm rolling my eyes for the, Yo. For the listeners. Okay, I'm who else is doing eyes. it? Who else is nutmegging? No, it's fine. Part no. of me it's kinda okay. agrees. It's, it's, I kinda good like pick. that, Enoch. Good pick. Uh, yeah, but like, great pick. I, mean, I think like, it's hard know, to do. Disagree. I think it's hard to do because you have to know like No, okay, I'm saying to a, to an extent it's reactionary, but yeah. so like okay, so you can kind of word it different. Like, do you think he has in that mindset, okay, I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna get a highlight rather than the nutmeg? Yeah, like okay, when he sees when he sees those open legs, he's gonna like he's thinking Oh, it's gonna be a highlight, so he does it, but like he doesn't have to do it. Like you know what I mean? It's like, in his defense, he was against the the base there. He was that he had out of bounds on one side. Yeah, the way he was moving, I think like I've seen guys do that in men's league, not and like they they're not like they're doing it because out of necessity, but at the same time, it is a risky move and like only a certain like tier of people do that. And also, I like the yeah. fact, like, after the game, like, Trevor Ariza, like, pulled him in. Yeah, that's true. Like, 
Hey, hey, little boy, don't do that again. <laughs> were they up? And Andrea was like, okay, okay. Were they up big? Sorry, I'm sorry. Were they up big uh, that game? I don't remember. Or was it like a close remember. game? But I want to reiterate, I'm not a hater. Oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just a funny moment. Like, it was I, funny. I, I, I I'll was just saying, that. it's a yeah. funny moment. It just happened to be Trey Young. If it was anybody else, like, I would, like, okay. I, I, maybe it will be in my honorable mentions, but. So, because it's Trey Young? Young it's like, okay. It makes it more funny. You're making me become a Trey Young. You know what's funny? Anyways. It, it'd be so hard to do it on us because we're so we're short. Yeah, I know. Our legs are <laughs> we're, like so we're short kings. The listeners oh, don't so need to I do was, that. Why are you telling me? I was going to say, there's Why? no need to mention Come our heights on, on man. Here, bro. <laughs> I'm not mentioning our heights. I'm just saying. I'm so, when Francis says but, we're short, like, by short, like, we're all six feet. Yeah. So, it's like yeah. short at NBA standards, we're yeah. short. But, like, yeah, we're not short, guys. Come on. I'm just saying it's easier to do it on like a seven foot guy than than like know? six foot yeah. <laughs> so you know if you're going with Trey Young getting sunned by Trevor Reza as your third pick, yes. your sporting moment of 2020. <laughs> yes, I like that. All right, so it's me with my last pick. Does it count if it's a sports show? Like if if it's sport? Yeah. Oh, you gotta say MJ Doc. Yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, go I was gonna my, say that oh. one. I was on the fence. I was like, I'm gonna, between I'm gonna that go last. I'm going to go last dance. That's a good one. That's a good pick. I think just doing part two because, like, during the pandemic, like, all of us had so much free time. Like, well, for the ones that had the time, there was nothing to do. And it came out, like, at the right moment. So it was like, you know, you needed that bit of sport in your life. They threw out that documentary on us. And it was, like, something to look forward to. Was it every Sunday they released it? Or what was it? Like, I kind of forgot. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, every Sunday, it kind of gave us something to look forward to. And it's kind of cool, like, seeing you know, the behind the scenes stuff in particular, my favorite episode was definitely the Dennis Rodman episode <laughs> when they would, Michael Jordan was looking for him uh, in Las Vegas. He would get the night off and he would go wrestle on WCW and be fighting Hulk Hogan on live TV after a night of belling basketball. So I'm going to go with um, the last dance as my third and final pick for my favorite sport moments of 2020. Also gave us a lot of memes. A lot of memes. My favorite, yeah, also too, is that, that, that Dennis Rodman one going over here, over here. I love that one. The Michael Jordan one of him uh, watching the Gary Payton yeah. uh, reaction. That one was a good <laughs> one too. So a lot of memes. If if you can give us a lot of memes, it's well worth it. Just like Polar Express. The the one with his headphones too. Yeah, the headphones. Yeah. <laughs> and the and I took that personally. Oh, that became my mantra. That one just recently, actually, too, I took that personally. That one's still popping as a meme. So I'm gonna go with the last dance as my third That's and final a good pick, pick. For the draft. You're gonna lose some uh, some votes from the brown sexuals. Yeah, Uh-oh. I'm not voting for you. <laughs> Saran ain't voting for no, me. No, you don't do it for the votes. The documentary showed it. me that LeBron's better. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. We'll save we'll save that for another <laughs> podcast. But you know what? Like, I think it was cool because the older heads it gave them nostalgia. And then for people who didn't get to experience it, like the whole Bulls era, they it was like I, like they it was like a education. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, well, six championships against plumbers, so who cares? Anyways, <laughs> against plumbers, this guy said plumbers. You don't want this argument. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> we're almost two hours in. I don't think it's the time. Oh, we're two hours in. God damn. <laughs> so that's okay. My pick, if Francis, your last pick of the draft. Um, I'm stuck between two, but I'm going to go with, yeah, unfortunately, it's another 
basketball one, mainly because the the Chiefs, uh, or the, I lost a lot of money in the Super Bowl, so and I I don't want to talk about how much, so I'm not gonna pick that. So I'm gonna go with another basketball one because you know ball is life. Um, I'm gonna pick the whole run that Damian Lillard had in the bubble. Bubble MVP. I thought like he he was hooping like pulling from everywhere like he was willing his team to the playoffs and he did it like and it gave him the respect that he deserved for years so that's my last pick have you guys seen that video of him where it was like closed up after one of the games and he was like mouthing put some effing respect on my name have you guys seen that clip of him that goes so hard man shout to dame yo he had two of those streaks i don't know if you guys remember late january of he had like a streak of like sixty. Yeah, he had sixty or something. Or something. Right? Yeah, fifty. Yeah, bro, he single handedly won me fantasy. Crazy, like that week. That S- sorry, you single handedly won one one fantasy. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk about fantasy this year. <laughs> last year. All right, Saran, you got the last pick of the draft, bro. Last pick. So many, so many choices to pick out of the world of sports. But let's be honest, I really only watch basketball. Um, just to add, hey. <laughs> What about your hockey? Yeah, don't you don't watch hockey? You know what? There's one I could pick for hockey related to the Leafs. I only know the Leafs. That's not fair. But uh, Yeah, Jonathan Taves. Jonathan Taves. We all know Jonathan Taves on the Leafs. Uh, did you guys remember when the Leafs lost to the emergency backup goalie? I feel like that that one oh, transcended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that your pick? No, no, no. I'm just saying hi, shout out as like one of my like crazy moments because I did put down some money as for the Leafs to come back and they didn't do it. Um, So I'm not going to pick that. I'm going to go shout out to the Lakers winning a chip, but I don't want to pick that one. That was kind of boring. Yo, that's so generic, yeah. bro. No, I don't want to pick that one. Don't worry. I'm thinking. I'm going to go with Daniel House, the horniest man in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> what a pick. Favorite. That's oh. your pick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, com- coming from Trey Young, go- getting boomed to the sidelines. Yeah. Yeah, that was more funny. <laughs> yo, yo, that I Daniel felt bad House for Daniel House. So House funny, bro. Down bad, bro. I, I, I kind of felt bad for him after, because it was it was the report was just oh like it was a great was, Twitter moment. He invited too. a yeah, it was good Twitter moment. But it's like he invited like a woman into like his what was it his hotel room or something for like a prolonged period of time. Un- wasn't it? But like no one said. Something? Yeah, yeah, but like what? Like no one said like what? Like I mean. What did they actually do? Like, what if they were just like, okay, Enoch, you know, okay, we're born yesterday. We're old, I think we're old. I think we're old enough to know what they were doing. I'm just saying, like, they never disclosed. Hey, so, shout like, out this to guy's, like, Go home to his family and then like explain himself to him and like why like the internet is like clowning him. So it's like, like you know, so I give him, I give him ratings for that. He's, that's a <laughs> he's a dog. <laughs> Damn, you're really gonna pick that over the Luka Doncic buzzer or like Jamal Murray versus Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, like <laughs> or the Jamal Murray, uh, Michael Jordan layup. That one was wild too, bro. Yeah, I don't want to pick another like what? basketball one. I want a, a little off court, you know, like you know, basketball. I want a little off court. What are you talking about? He wanted some off court stuff. Yeah. He probably had oh, Lou. Will- he had the Lou Williams chicken wing incident right <laughs> after as his second pick. <laughs> this is why he likes the demon emoji. Yeah. <laughs> he probably has a matching tattoo with Mike Scott, bro. Yeah, now I'm he doubting my pick. Sus. I'm gonna get cooked. He just said sus to like hide. I had a terrible draft, <laughs> hide bro. His true feelings. 
<laughs> if Saran draft. wins this draft, I, I there's there's something going on. If here. Saran wins this draft, we're not doing fantasy drafts. Yo, I, I tank. We're not I tank this year. I tank this 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 week. I tank this week. Hopefully, I get These number are one. You should have tanked last week, and you still. Are you telling us. your family members to vote, Saran? <laughs> I think <laughs> I think he's voting for himself. Because on Twitter, you can vote for yourself. Yeah, you got you got burners, huh? Actually, wait. You guys didn't vote for yourself. <laughs> I did. I did. But like, no, Loki, yo, you did three times. Loki, you did three times. That's the difference. I'm out here asking who came in second, third. God, knowingly, I voted for myself once. Yo, I'm surprised. I'm surprised someone else voted. That's what I'm saying. Yo, no, 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 I, can't I was like, oh, I got a second vote. vote. Uh, yeah. So you're ending the fantasy draft surround with the probably the craziest pick of our draft, the Daniel House. Is that the final answer? Incident. Wait, wait, wait. No, you guys got me doubting it. No, no, no. no, no, no. I'm locking it down. That is your final this is my, question. This is, my, this is my Bruno pick. Let's see. Let's see if it pans out to <laughs> Bruno pick. Two years from being two years <laughs> yeah. away. Let's see in four years. You guys will know its value. <laughs> exactly. Four years down the line. <laughs> well, that caps off today's episode of the Jersey Swap Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Remember, follow us on Twitter at the JS Podcast. And we're excited to see what this new year has in store. See you guys later. Cheers. See you. Later. Peace. Peace.